Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for being with me today on the podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm really energized and happy to be here. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Before we kind of dive into Telefusion and your chapter, I would love for the audience to hear a little bit about you and who you are. So if you can just tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I have a bit of a funny story. Um, I used to be a former professional dancer and I somehow, some way stumbled backwards into HR. Um, oddly enough, there's quite a few parallels. So, you know, over a drink or coffee sometime, people could ask me <laughs> what those might be. But um, I now run my own HR consulting uh, firm. So I work with a team of experts. We primarily focus on startups to medium-sized businesses or any organization that's growing and scaling very quickly. That is really our specialty area. And we we come in and we act as a team uh, in lieu of maybe a full-time hire or a part-time hire or somebody if they're not ready to have that, that amount of commitment yet. So uh, that's what we do now. I love what I do. I'm just incredibly passionate about human capital. I'm incredibly passionate about nurturing and helping people grow and helping businesses grow and succeed. And you do that through your people. So that's a little bit about me. Fantastic. I know that when we started talking about um, Talent Fusion and you being a part of the, the book, I could see your passion. I could see your excitement about people and helping companies thrive. So love hearing that again, um, just kind of reiterates why you're just a great asset to this book. So I would love for you to um, tell the audience just a little bit about your chapter in Talent Fusion. So if you're if, if you could like sum it up in one sentence, what would it be? I would say that the main component of my chapter, it focuses on onboarding. And really the takeaway is how do you do onboarding effectively to ensure your business success in a way that doesn't involve throwing a lot of dollars at it? It simply involves being more organized and strategic and intentional. That's fantastic. And I know you actually provide your own story of onboarding after you transitioned, you know, back from dancing to HR to, you know, your first corporate gig. And it was really nice to see your story come into play and, and everything you learned from that first experience and how you were able to take that and, and use that knowledge and use maybe some of those failures that maybe that company was having to, to kind of show companies what they should be doing for onboarding. Yes. And, and it was, it was funny because so you'll read in my chapter, I didn't know what an organizational chart was. I had no idea what that was. And I was tasked to do that my first week with pretty limited guidance. And so I talked through that in my chapter and how that had a lasting impact on me. And granted that company did onboarding actually very well for the most part, but a lesson learned is I was out of process. And so when you go out of process, things tend to go awry. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't like a horrible experience or anything like that, but I really wanted people to understand the takeaway of how impressionable that first interaction, that first couple of weeks are on a new hire. And, you know, we have the power to make it terrible or make it great. 
So what would you say are maybe two or three takeaways from the chapter that a small scale, uh, small to you know, mid-sized business can um, use to make their onboarding great? Yeah, so the first one is just the knowledge that effective onboarding can help with new hire retention, uh, help, help improve it by 82% and help effective ramp up so that they're becoming actually productive on your business by 70%. Those are some pretty staggering numbers. And yet the other data point that's important to keep in mind is that only 12% do this effectively as related by employees who've been through their process. So there's a huge margin of error here. There's a huge opportunity for us to capitalize on making sure that we're not going through unnecessary stressors and money thrown down the drain of, of doing this poorly when really it's just simple and effective solutions to do it well. Um, so especially like small businesses, right? They're usually moving really fast. They're strapped for cash. They're strapped for resources. And those are things that we don't want to miss out on. Some ways to do that would be communication is one of the things I talk about in my book. Just proactive communication, being transparent about where everyone is in the process from start to finish, spending that little bit of extra time up front and understanding and exploring in depth what exactly you need in this position, not just regurgitating a job description over and over again that's probably, you know, two, three years old and you haven't spent the time revamping and understanding, you know, who's been successful in this role, who hasn't, why, how do I capture the essence of this person and display it in a way that makes someone excited to read what I'm offering and envision themselves in the position versus you know, a laundry list of bullet points that's dry and boring and is not going to capture a large portion of the market you're trying to um, attract. And then the third point I would talk about is the power of a buddy system. Um, and I explore this in the book as well, but we really want to make sure that we're setting someone up with success and a resource outside of their leader. If you can envision the last time, and this goes back to my story of onboarding, the last time you were in the vulnerable position of being new in a job and you want to impress your leader, you want to show them that they've made a good job hiring you, they made a good decision rather hiring you, you sometimes come up with really silly questions or you're not really sure about certain things and you feel uncomfortable asking. And instead of floundering around, it's helpful to have someone else to direct some of the silly questions to so you don't feel like you're compromising, you know, how you look in front of your leader. Something that simple can be hugely effective. In addition, when companies are small, they tend to hire a lot through referrals. And so that inherently exists. When you start to grow, what companies find is that that doesn't exist anymore. And so throwing someone into the fire is not as effective because you don't have that inherent built-in system of support. So it's crucial to make sure that you're adding that extra layer and it's simple enough, right? You're kind of organically providing a level of support or a buddy or a friend. If they don't end up vibing, no problem. By the time they're a couple months in, they'll find other people organically that they, they connect with. But until then, you're setting them up for success. And I'm sure when a company's scaling, onboarding can be overwhelming to think about when you're hiring tons and tons of people. Do you have any um, tips for a 
you know, a, a company that is scaling on ways to keep their onboarding personal, that it, they feel, you know, like they're, you know, coming into a small organization, even though it might be scaling to be a mid-sized company. Mm-hmm. And that boils down to the team level and leaders and teammates taking ownership. We know now that cultures felt at the team level. People leave leaders more than they leave organizations. People stay because of their team members more than anything else or their leader. So if you can have an overarching onboarding process in place, and then you're able to provide a blueprint for teams, because each team has individual needs. You know, the the technology team is probably gonna be different from the accounting team, is probably gonna be different from the HR team or the product team. They all have their own unique culture, they have their own unique needs. So provide a a broad enough structure, provide some blueprints for malleability and adaptation within that structure and make time proactively to give it to those teams with that guidance and say, hey, leader, seniors on the team, you know, team members that are passionate about bringing on talent, take this, run with it, make it your own, and make sure that you take ownership in the part of welcoming the new hire through some of these strategies we recommend or some ideas of your own. But that's going to be the onus is on you to make sure you're welcoming them within this framework. The onus is on us to make sure that they're supported, they have everything they need, and they have structure and guidance throughout the process. That's great advice. I love the blueprint idea and how it has to be customized by department, but you can have a framework that it goes into. So there is some structure there. So becoming an author can be so overwhelming. It can be scary for people. I would love to know, like, what were some of the goals that you had when you decided to to write this chapter and to become an author? Oh my goodness. I'm not sure I had many. (laughs) I just, I more so was like, I always wanted to, I love to write. I've loved to write my entire life. Um, I always wanted to write a book. People would tease me. I write about a lot of different things in my personal life and people would tease you like, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. So you came to me with this opportunity and I was like, you know what? That's so funny because I could never figure out what I needed to write a book on. I never felt like anything I had to say was that important. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you came to me with this and I was like, you know what, this is a great opportunity for me to share everything I've learned over the past several years of focusing on adapting my strategies and processes to many different companies and many different iterations, different challenges and pain points and share what is the common theme And what are the common practices that tend to be foolproof when they're really utilized properly? And if I can share that out to the masses, you know, that is my goal. I want to change the way people work. I want to change the way they hire. I want to change the culture of organizations so that it's exciting for people to go to work every day. They can put their best self forward and companies can capitalize on their people thriving. And if that's by putting information out there that's simple, but effective and it can be read by the masses, that is my ultimate, you know, goal for writing this chapter. Yeah, I think being able to have your voice heard in your expert in your expertise in a book where you have to write one chapter versus 10. I always think that's a pause. That's so nice, right? <laughs> Um, when it's a multi, when it's a multi-author book, but it's enough. It's it's still your story, and it still gives enough information so that that your audience can get 
you know, tidbits. They have items that they can absolutely say, I can do this. I can do that. Like your buddy system, I think is a great example of an option that a company could implement to really help, you know, help their new hires thrive through those first, you know, very awkward couple weeks um, yeah. or months in an organization. So, um, so yeah, I think it is a great way, but it, it can also be daunting and stressful. And um, so I always like to know why would someone want to write a book? You know, it, it, I, I know my reasons and everyone's a little different. Well, kudos to you for making it less daunting and much more <laughs> structured and guided and keeping us on task <laughs> that, that has been fun I've enjoyed being able to work with all of you because I think this book specifically you know obviously it's kind of my background too and talent so interesting to read each chapter and I'm getting nuggets from each of the authors and being a 20 plus year veteran and HR and talent you know I can say I have ideas that I never thought of with reading, yes. you know, these chapters. And I'm so excited that we have this book that people can use and, and take and, and literally implement pieces, um, which is, I think, really, really exciting, especially for where we're at today with recruiting and hiring and the future of work. It's, uh, we're in this um, weird transition. I, I transition. I was going to call it the Twilight Zone, you know, it's just so, yeah. so interesting right now um, to be in hiring and recruiting and just to see what companies are having to, you know, work through. Yes. Speaking absolutely. of that, I do have a question about if you could fix one issue in talent, what would that be and how would you fix it? Oh my goodness. Do I just have to pick one? <laughs> just, just one, just your top one. Okay. The, the top thing. So I don't know. I don't, I'll probably kick myself two hours from now when I'm reflecting on this, but the top one that comes to mind is the way that we view hiring. I mean, we have this antiquated view of experience versus potential. Um, we have these antiquated methods we take everyone through with these interview sheets that ask, you know, standard or open-ended or hypothetical questions. Tell me about yourself. Like, we have so much data over so many years supporting that this is not an effective way to find and retain talent and yet we keep doing it um, and I think it's just because we're so busy and pulled in so many directions and all of a sudden we have this hiring need and it's like what do we pull on we pull on what we know right because it's the quickest thing to implement but you are going to pay for it later and so we have to be much more data driven and we have to spend the time really focusing on how do we identify the x factor of our culture and then the X factor of this candidate profile through a marketing lens, by the way, not just like expecting this perfect person's gonna walk in the door, like how do you woo them? How do you draw them in with the way that you're posting things? Like there's so many antiquated ways that we view hiring. I would say, look at the streamlined data that's out there. Look at the basic things that you find and look at your processes and see all the ways that you can just upgrade them to reflect what we know to be true instead of what we've always done. Well, it's been great having you on. And um, I know that we're going to have listeners who want to connect with you to, you know, kind of learn from you or reach out and see if they have any questions. So, um, you know, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? 
Listeners can connect with me a variety of ways. You can connect with me via email. You can connect with me via LinkedIn. You can go to our website and, and check out some preliminary information there. Multiple ways you can contact me, please, if you have questions, anything. I, I love to share. I love to be of service. I love to help. I love to meet people of you know similar passion or mindset as well, or even differing passions or mindsets, feel free to challenge me on things. I love that too. So I'd love to hear you. Wonderful. So I will add your website, email, your LinkedIn profile to the notes so that they are able to connect with you. Thank you again so much for coming and um, just really excited about your chapter in Talent Fusion and and everything you're going to get to do with your your company. And and really, you know, I'm excited to see how you can change and impact um, the future of work. Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you, Jody, for having me on the podcast. Thank you for having me as part of your book. Uh, among these experts, I hope I can hold my own weight. And yeah, I'm excited for what the future holds for all of us. Thanks for listening to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. Until next time.